You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back to Sexy Marriage Radio. Hey, the Corey <laughs> Allen. It's been a while since we recorded. It, it's it, kind of weird. It really seems like it, even though I don't think it has been. I mean, it's just like, I think... There's just been what so much going on, so many different things that it's it's been two weeks. It was two weeks ago today, so okay. we, we skipped a week. It's okay. been long enough that my allergies have totally dissipated and yours have set in. Yes, that's right, and it's been in a fantastic couple of days. I had a chance to, uh, I had a speaking obligation yesterday, right when all of this was hitting, and it was one of those oh, no. where I, I made it through, and I came home and just, cra- you know, collapsed and. I, I texted a couple of the ladies that were at the, in the audience, and I was like, um, "How did that go?" Because I don't remember. Did you tell that I was about to die? Yeah, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember really what I talked about. It doesn't seem like it really <laughs> flowed in my head. And you know, so, hey, but this is what happens in life, and yep. this is what everybody happens knows in, what allergies feel like yep, at some point. This is what happens in marriage that we have things come up when we don't really want them to, and we have to figure out how do we get around them, how do we navigate them, and that's what this show is all about. Yeah, we have to muddle through the fog. <laughs> Sometimes that is indeed true. So one of the things that we like to be is people that help people muddle, muddle through the fog. And yeah, we, we try. I'm, I've heard it said that uh, everyone should be a taillight ministry to somebody, meaning that whatever path you're traveling, try to illuminate the path behind you so that whoever's following you can see their way clearer. All right, That's pretty good. I, yeah, I, I like that. We should that, end, that'll preach, huh? We should end the show there. So thanks for <laughs> joining us, son. No, so this I think is everybody would be really disappointed. Yeah, if they we probably would. They're like, man, that was kind of the worst show I've ever I've heard of there. So, but this is also something we love hearing from our listeners because our listeners are the sexiest listeners on the face of the planet, and they regularly send us emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And they let us know what's going on. They ask questions. They bring up topics. They bring up concerns. They, they, they tell us what kind of fog they're trying yes. to muddle their way through. And I personally feel so privileged every time I read one of those emails, which you and I do read every single one mm-hmm. that come in. We may not have the chance to respond to every single one, but we certainly read every single one, yes. make mental notes, put ideas in the queue for future topics. Like we really do let that feedback guide us. But I just feel privileged that someone is letting us put our fingertips on the pulse point of where they are in their marriage and in their sex life. Yes. Yeah. And it's because, and it's, because that's what I think helps us stay relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is a listener driven show. And, mm-hmm. and this is something we love having that interaction and that interplay between our listeners. And if you don't want to send us an email, which, okay, I get it. You can jump on iTunes and leave us reviews and leave us comments. Because as I checked this morning, we were like number eight. In the sexuality category. And I want to keep climbing that chart because there's so much just filth in that category. And I believe what we offer is a more direct, honest conversation about what happens in married sex. That's what separates us is is we have stipulations and parameters we put on our message because we believe married sex is the hot place for sex. And it is sex therapy that is laden with values because we value more than just the great orgasm. It's not just about, you know, pardon the expression, getting your rocks off the best way you know how. It's not just about taking the edge off of your sexual energies. It is about 
going so much deeper, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally right. in your relationship with one another, that there comes a fulfillment that so surpasses any sexual experience you could ever have outside of marriage. Right. We so both totally believe that married sex is where it happens. Right. It's where we grow up. It's where we blossom. It's where we mature. It's where we really experience the most pleasure and security. But Corey, um, you mentioned that, you know, okay, well, if they don't want to email us, that's fine. Uh, that is fine. But the reality is, is some of us need, or, or some of our listeners need more than just some email interaction. And maybe that's why they don't even start. Maybe some of them need some face-to-face -face time with us. Maybe some of them need to come spend four days with oh, us. Yeah. I like, I like where what you're you, going with that one, Shannon. What do you think? I, I think that's great counsel because <laughs> the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway is happening for 2016, June 23rd through the 26th at the La Meridian by the Galleria in Dallas. Which Every, is swanky and posh. Yes, everything's, everything's set up. It. Enrollment actually started last week for our mm -hmm. Bed Buddy Club members. Mm -hmm. And as of today, with this episode, it is open to everybody. So we are now awesome. back in open enrollment, and we want but you to I, join us. I do want to give a quick shout out for all of those who caught the vision that maybe they should go ahead and become Bed Buddy Club members so they can go ahead and register and reserve so one of those sure rare spot. yep. spots. Exactly. So thank you, thank you for all of those who did that. Um. So yeah, I understand that you have a special topic for us. Was there anything else you wanted to say about the getaway? What though? While well, we're on that, no. Topic? Other other than the idea of um, Valentine's Day is is still not happened. <gasps> so <laughs> that's right. So it's if, not until if this you Sunday. want to give your spouse a, an incredible gift, that obviously it'll be paid off later in June mm -hmm. when it actually comes to fruition. But it's a great time to just come get away where it truly is a getaway with us. And early bird pricing goes until April 1st at 625. That'll cover your registration. And then the hotel and your transportation's up to you. So, but we, if, if this is anything, to, you know, coming close to the semblance of last year, it's going to be a four days you're not going to want to miss. Right. We've gotten so much yeah. phenomenal feedback from all those who participated. But what I like about this location so much better, Corey, I mean, I, I can't speak for the men. I'll let you speak for the men. But from a woman's perspective, to be right across the street from <laughs> the most premier shopping in the world. I mean, like the Gallery of Dallas is a sight to behold, even right. if you don't buy anything. Right. You know, so I just think that the location will really lend itself to some fun and romantic just strolling and exploring and people watching and you know women love fun date nights yeah. and i i perceive that there's going to be a lot of fun it's so, so not going to be just sitting in a conference oh, room no, and listening no. to people it, blah 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 yeah. like we we so much fun into it and yeah. so much quality time for you and your spouse to just be alone yep okay so yeah. that's that's the sound so pitch that's all right so i understand that you have a very unique spin i do on okay but well, hold on we, we have to set the stage with okay. this because you know if you think about it um as marriage progresses we we have times where we we long to go back to something you know remember when it was and so i can think of no better way than to set the stage oh my gosh <laughs> what soap is that from it's young and the i'm restless. trying to remember is that's, it young that, and the restless but I mean, are we do, young and restless do you, right now? Do you remember the times back when it was just easy? You didn't have kids. 
You didn't have <laughs> jobs that really, you know, took up a lot of your time. You didn't have all the financial burden. It was just you and your spouse. You, you weren't worried about aging parents right. that were needing more I mean, and more of your time, it, such that you felt like a, a, just like a stretch Armstrong doll in between two right, generations. Right. See, people. You, you know what I'm talking about here. See, I'm that's there. that's that's what I'm saying is remember those days. But the other side of it is, hold on, I got to stop that just because, okay, I can only <laughs> take so much of that. <laughs> um, the other side of that, though, is would you rather be having the sex you were having then or now in your marriage? And you, this is a rhetorical question for our listeners. Uh... Just because, and this is one of the things that I mentioned at the group I was talking to with a bunch of women at a mom's group yesterday. And I asked that question to him. I said, are you a better lover now or when you were first married? What a loaded question. Absolutely it is. But it also is one of those that the hope is we recognize now just because I have a better idea of what I'm doing. I feel a little better about, you know, my capability. I know who I am. I've experienced, you know, it's practice. <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in the lab, whatever it could be. But if, if you just look at our sex life as a journey, I want to frame this whole thing in some ways that you can kind of measure what you're doing now. Okay. So, you spoke from the optimistic side of that spectrum. I, absolutely, I did. I, I, will, I will grant that because I know... <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and I'm not speaking personally here. I just know, I know women well enough to know that a lot of them thought that they had much hotter sex in the beginning because they were younger, thinner, more motivated okay. to wow True. their husbands. True. And that as life has gone on and he has relaxed in his pursuit of her, she has relaxed in her yep. pursuit of him. Yep. And she feels as if she would go back to sex the way that it was long ago. Yep. So, so yeah, where let, let's, let's take them further down the road. Where are we going with this? <laughs> so that no matter which end of the spectrum they're on either, you know, wishing for yesteryear or really excited that they've come this far, what kind of frame of reference have you come up with? Okay. Well, and, and that's a great caveat to add just because it is important to recognize that there are burdens. There's that sometimes as things progress, they, they go away completely. I mean, I have some clients I've worked with in the past that have had that, that it was just all of a sudden everything stopped, but what helped kind of shift it a little bit. And this would be my hope and counsel to those that are the people you were just talking about where they long for the young and the restless again, that <laughs> they the, feel old and restless. Right. They, uh, they feel old and creaky. Um, the idea, but, you know, you said creaky, not creepy, right? I just want to make sure uh, everybody heard you correctly. Creep, creep, creepy might apply as well, depending <laughs> on what we're talking about. Exactly. I mean, let's be real. For yep. people who are clamoring for more sex yep. or better sex, they can often feel as if they are creepy. But let's just be loud right. and clear. We don't think there's anything creepy about wanting a richer, more fulfilling sex life in oh, your no, marriage. Not at all. Nothing creepy about that at all. So, but this is one of those things that if you can recognize that all of life has an aspect of sexuality to it, has an aspect of interplay between us, that we are all sexual beings. That, that I guess that's the point. Whether there's actual intercourse going on, we're still sexual beings. We still interact with people in a in semblances of sexual ways 
Mm-hmm. We were born sexual beings and we will die right. sexual beings. Right. Cradle so, to grave journey. So if we can broaden our, our viewpoint, maybe that helps change a little bit about what I'm doing. And maybe it helps change a little bit of how I pursue, how I talk, how I interact with the world around okay. me, how I interact with my spouse. So, okay. but this, the, the idea for this episode was the, uh, coming from, if you look at your sex life, if you look at the sex you're having now, mm-hmm. here's, here's the question I would ask for our listeners to answer. And, and this is a great conversation started with their husband or their wife. Yeah. Is how would you categorize or what percentage of your lovemaking fits into these different categories? So you got the recreational sex where you're just playing around. You got an act of an emotional intimacy and connection. You've got mainly just sexual release, where it's just I'm just getting off for me. And then you have the other side of that of it's done primarily to please please your partner. Okay. And so I basically jotted down for the purposes of play, for the purposes of connection, for the purpose of release. And the purpose of codependency. Did I interpret, <laughs> okay. did I interpret those right? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would put the codependency label on there. I would put the um, ob- obligatory. I would put the obligatory s- the servant. Or, the I don't okay. get anything let's out of this. A, let's say it's a, a codependency spectrum, and on the negative end of the spectrum, it's obligatory. But let's be real. When a person says, I'm going to do this for my spouse, not because I want to, but because I know they need it and I love that person. And I know that I'm the sole fulfillment of that need. That if you're doing it for the purpose of ministry, I actually think that that's healthy. Oh. But only only if you can do it with a whole and happy heart, well, not okay. resentment. But see, I'm, I'm, not ta- I'm not taking the stance of done primarily to please your partner. Is that something wrong inherently? No, there's mm-hmm. times because okay. you've alluded to it. Where Greg has said, how about let's just make you the main attraction tonight? You know, and so it's that idea of, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, provided both partners are on board. And it's not this whole subjugating, that's just, you you will serve me and I will do absolutely nothing for you. And, you know, and usually it's not ever that overt. Maybe it would be better if it was. But, but let's be real. We hear <laughs> from it, a lot of couples that that's happens. exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. So if yeah. you're looking at your sex life and your and, and your intercourse world, if you will, because this is this is beyond just the interplay flirting. This is the mm-hmm. actual sex that takes place. This is real life. Right. This is not the game that you play in the bar to see just how good of a guy or girl you can catch the eye of. Right. This is real. Right. This is the messiness right. of the reality of what marriage consists right. of. And, you know, I would add one more on the spectrum. Okay. May I? No, oh, please. Um, we've done a show on it before. I think we've done a couple shows on it before. Just the concept of comfort sex. Of just when both of you know that our worlds are so out of control that we need to hold on to each other for dear life. Okay. That, you know, that, like there have been seasons of our marriage that that is, that was the richest gift that we could give to one another. It wasn't about playing. It wasn't, right. I guess, it, I guess you could say it was about connecting. It was really about giving each other a lifeline to keep us from drowning in the sorrows right. of, of what, of everything else that happens in the world. Right. That's like because a subset of is, the connecting sex. All right. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I, I'll put but it, it in it that fits. category. It, it fits just yeah. because, yeah. but here, here's the interesting caveat or the interesting question to go a little bit deeper with this. How often would you say a couple comes together for sex 
and they're both in different percentages. One of them's looking so for recreation. He wants to play. She wants to connect. She wants connection. He wants, he wants a release. She wants comfort. Right. And, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical here. It could go in any direction. She right. may want to play and he may just want the release. Right. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, is that so wrong? I think we have to be very careful to not put if, right and wrong on this. Yeah. Because if two people are coming at the same thing, no pun intended, uh, for different reasons, is that, I don't necessarily see that as wrong, especially if you recognize it and can just honor that. Is that, yeah. is that wishful thinking? Well, I don't know if it's wishful. Or is that mature thinking? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's more present in the moment thinking. It's, yeah, it's learning. Like, how do I bring my full self to my sex life, which seems so counter, you know, that, that message just seems sound almost convoluted. Like, of course, we're going to bring ourselves to our sex life. It's sex. No, it's not. <laughs> There's lots of times where I'm I'm miles away in my mind. I'm thinking yeah. of something else. I'm worrying about something else. I'm spectating, which is I'm focusing on my own performance and what's going on, and I'm not connecting with Pam. Mm. You know what? It's so refreshing to hear a man admit that because I can't fathom that there aren't lots of other people, not just men, but women too, sure. who would have to admit yeah. that their body is very much there and they may actually even enjoy it and get some pleasure out of it, but their brain or their spirit yep. is not totally there. Well, that's the and, whole. And in reality, I don't know what, I don't know if any, ma whoops, sorry, drop my pen. That was probably loud. I don't know of any married couple who could honestly say that they are totally physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually present with one another every time oh, no they way. lie down together. No way. It's just, that, yeah. Yeah. That, that's a very garden of Eden concept, yeah. but the well, but fall even, has occurred. Okay, the but see, come e out. Even <laughs> that though has problems just because Masters and Johnson are forerunners in sex therapy world. You're, you're showing your age now. I went to school, so I know that, but that's when I was introduced to them was, yeah, was yeah. in my doc program and they, they're, they're the ones that are known for the sensate focus when it comes to mm -hmm. sex therapy, which is the whole idea is you get with your partner and you focus on the sensations. You know, you, you, that's the whole idea is just, I want you to, you know, you touch me and I focus on that whole feeling and that whole experience. You know, if you're trying to delay ejaculation, there's the squeeze technique. If you're trying, you know, there's lots of different things. It's, and Physical manipulation. Right, it is. And I'm not saying in a bad way. I'm just no, saying. Well, I'm not saying that necessarily it's, it's presented not in a bad way, but it becomes something that's bad. If I'm just focusing on my own sensations, I'm not connecting to Pam. Okay. I'm connecting to my penis. That's it. <laughs> Which, in all honesty, you can do that without Pam in the room. I can, but it's not near as fun. I, I, but, I know, but you know what I'm saying? I, I know, but, but it is there that the idea of connecting with their spouse is so exhausting to them that they really would prefer right. just to have sex by themselves. But it's that same idea of, of seeing that if I'm going to just focus on the feeling, I can sometimes do that to the exclusion of my partner. They then read that as, where are you? What's going on? You're not even connected to me. And now we've got problems. Now we've got disconnects because that's the biggest issue. If I don't bring my presence to my whole sex life, and you know it's going to happen, 
What do I do when I recognize my partner doesn't? Is it all, is everything ruined? <laughs> you know, or is, yeah, is it doesn't it, have to be, you don't have to throw the baby out no, with the bathwater. I don't think so. But, but you're assuming that one spouse is in that place and the other one is not and misses the availability of that spouse. But don't you think that sometimes both spouses are in the exact same place? Oh, sure. Where they're mentally and emotionally disconnected. They're sure. just going through the motions of what they know is supposed to be happening in the marriage bed. So they're trying to manufacture a sense of closeness through sex. Yep. I would, I would yep. actually say that's a, I would say that's a majority of married sex. Ooh, that's kind of an ominous that's, prediction I, I, because we get but it. I can't disagree with you. We get it to the level of functional and we keep it yeah. there because it's functional. Yeah. I know it'll produce an yeah. orgasm. I know it'll produce an ejaculation. It'll it'll get the job done, and then I can move but on with my day. Take, but it does it does take the fun out of functional. <laughs> like I, I think that yes, it does. <laughs> I do I do think that the fun part is is becoming more self-aware and helping your spouse become more self-aware and going to those deeper levels where we're not just bumping up against each other in you know just like bumping and grinding type of a thing. Yep. We are truly touching each other's hearts yep. and minds and souls. Like that is what I think that so many women in particular crave because we're just wired for emotional and spiritual intimacy. And I think that that's what so many women feel like is missing. And I think that that's why so many women shut down physically because they don't feel as if they can manufacture that physical closeness in the absence of the emotional and the spiritual closeness. Right. And I don't know if that's a news flash to men. I don't know if that sounds like I was talking Greek, blah, 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 like, or like right. Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 right. wah, 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 wah. But I know that there are women listening right there that's going, oh, rewind that part. Listen to that again. <laughs> that's why I feel the way I feel. And it's, that is the reality. Yep. But now help us, help us understand the typical male perspective. Like, why is it that men have a, a difficult time initiating or being emotionally present in the sexual experience? Well, I think there's, there's the two things that first come to my mind um, are probably two ends of the spectrum even is one is it's just about getting needs met. Um, it's, it's just about satisfying, it's scratching an itch. You know, it's, it's the blue balls mindset. I mean, it's coming out of horniness. It's coming out of emptiness. It's just a, you know what? I feel better about me when I have an ejaculation afterwards. So let's get this done. And that way I feel a little less anxious about life. And, and no wonder she feels like a doormat done. for his sexual yep. need. And then the other side of it is um, she's not into it. And so I'll take what I can get. You know, it's, I'll settle it, for it's too much work because she doesn't she's yeah. not willing to go where I want to go. She's not willing. She's not, you know, yeah. and so I'll settle for wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am, right. because she's not going to be swinging from the chandeliers I mean, for me. Tonight. There's times where we can reach the points and I would hope our couples that listen to this can can recognize this. There's times where you could bring up the idea of sex because I've had this with Pam. and I, You know, I was initiating or at least it was the beginning of the banter of the conversation about it. And she's like, you know, babe, I'm just not there. And the old young and the restless me would have been, I don't care. <laughs> you know, can your body be here? Right. Can, you, can your body be there? That's all I care about. And now it's like, Aww. there's times where I'd be, okay, I don't have the energy to put in the work to get you there tonight. Wow. So, I've never heard two such honest statements. So it's okay. 
And but is there is there bonding in at least being truly authentic to your own well, feelings see, with one another? I don't, I don't know if there's a bonding of the couple. There's a bonding mm -hmm. of self, though. That's Ooh. the difference. I'm challenging by me going that route. I challenge me to live according to what I want, which is going to put more pressure on Pam to be a part of it or not. I mean, that's it. That's, that's all I can really do is influence and, you know, I, what is it? I can, uh, I, I don't prescribe. I inspire. Describe. Or some, yeah, I don't, 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 require, don't require, inspire. inspire. <laughs> that's it. But it, it's that whole idea of that all I can do is try to live more according to my integrity and my character of who I want to be, which I really firmly believe, and I, I'm going to speak to men here, that the stronger I can handle myself in the sense of rejection and acceptance, the more inviting I am to my wife to want to be a part of that. Because if she knows she can tell me no and I can handle it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. I mean, I, I get rejected and it's disappointing still. And it hurts sometimes because it's like, I thought we were, wow, we, we've been working towards this all day long, you know, but that happens. Yep. But the better I no handle one welcomes that, rejection. Right. But the better I handle that, the better I invite her for future times. And so yep. I think of this as just I, character development. I totally stuff. agree that when you don't take it personally, when you just respect the fact that that's not where she is, I would imagine that she can respect the fact that sometimes you are there and she wants to be a part right. of that with you. You didn't play the pouty card. Oh, yeah. You know, I would imagine that men who pout are not sexy. Yeah. I can never imagine um, being eruptive in anger or pouty like a, 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 skit, a, a little kid on a playground is going to get a wife wet ever. But, yeah, but you know that that's what he feels on the inside. Absolutely like, it is. We're not we're not saying that he's not entitled to those feelings. We're just saying right. that you need to keep that card in your hand. Well, but but you no, know, you need to be able to keep a poker face and not no, explode. See, I don't I, I don't, I don't even think Yeah, but see, I don't even I don't even think it's a poker face. I think it's a solid because an adult recognizes I am not a child. So my emotions are not king of my life. But okay. an adult also recognizes the emotions are a part of my life. Right. So I could make a move and be rejected and say, all right, that hurts. And, you know, because this has happened in my life. I've made a move and Pam said no. And she's like, I'm sorry to make you mad. And I said, I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated or I'm just disappointed or I'm just, well, you know. And so but it's, it takes a mature person to recognize the difference right. between mad right. and frustrated. Thank you for or, calling me mature there. Because it doesn't happen a lot I, in my I, life, I, so I, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I totally do. It, it takes a very – and that's why I love the the color chart of feelings. Uh, I think it's feelingsunlimited.com, that yeah. they basically have divided feelings up into six sections, and anger and sadness and fear is part of it, but safety and happiness, and I forget what the other one is. But anyway, it identifies so many different words that people lump into that one big category. Right. But it's when it's one thing that you have an angry husband. It's another thing that you have a frustrated husband. Right. You know, and so I would, in, I would envision that it's very important for the husband to be very specific yep. with what he's feeling because frustrated, I can handle angry. What does a woman do with right. that? Well, it's the same thing on the male, on the, on the husband's side. And it's a different right. ball game to have an angry wife versus right. a scared wife or right. a worried and, and wife 
or yeah, those are different like things. I say, it, it, I say it's hard to hug a porcupine. Yep. So yeah, if all she knows is anger because that's her modus operandi. That's her go-to emotion because that's what she was taught in the first 20 years of her life. That is, you're right. Anger, right. anger is one of the most destructive emotions to a relationship yeah. and to marriage, marriage bed, all of that. Yeah. Anger just, it just well, doesn't fit with okay. the paradigm. Hey, hold on. Connection. I, I got to add another level layer to this. And maybe this is something we need to do with the future show. So if you okay. like this idea, send it to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We can unpack it more. But angry, well, anger, one, it's a covering emotion, like what you're describing. Is society yeah. has kind of adopted, uh, adopted that anger is okay. It's, it's understandable. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. can't feel sadness. You can't feel frustration. You can't feel disappointment. You can't feel fear, all those other different things. Anger puts you on the defensive and protects you from people. It sure does. The others make you vulnerable. But anger can actually be good in marriage. Really? Sure. Oh, we got to unpack that. Because okay. remember, we did a show on is anger destroying your marriage? Yeah. And there may be a lot of people who still have their anger going, well, what do I do with this? Yeah. So yeah. I do. I think we need to put that in the okay. queue. We can do that. But, yeah. it, but it is one of those, because, and, and this is all based on the idea that our emotions are just our emotions. How do we digest them and use them for something good? We do yeah, that I, all I the women, time in all the areas of our life. Why not sex? Yep. I tell women all the time, a feeling is just a feeling, especially at Women at the Well, where we spend four days unpacking fear, anger, sadness, and hopefully move on to gladness, that you have to understand that those negative emotions are there for a reason. You don't have to let them drive your bus, but you should let them at least be your GPS. Right. You know, of of telling you that something isn't right with me here and and it needs to be addressed. Yes. We kind of opened up a can of worms today. (laughs) No way. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> we never we? do that. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Well, you know, one way to uh, put a lid back on that can and have it all nice and prettied up is come to the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway where we got a whole lot of time I was to digest say, I and unpack and explore these yep. topics. I was going to say that I think the bow that we can slap on this is go download that gift certificate. I can't envision yep. a more loving gift to tuck into a Valentine card than to say, I will go with you. And that's what the gift certificate says. Yep. I promise to go with you. And, and I'm at least willing to look at what we have yep. to see what can we possibly build out of what we have. It's yep. like taking inventory of your building materials. Then you can figure out where to go from yep. there. And I want you to join us. This is a personal plea. To everybody yes. that's listening, come join us. June 23rd to the 26th, registration is open right now. And all you got to do is sign up. You're in. We yep. love it. it and, will... it, and we're going to have a lot of fun, but it's not just about fun. Yep. We are going to take you deeper and help you find a more fulfilling place than you ever thought possible because that's the feedback that we got from last year's group. Yeah. We'll see you next time. We love you for listening. <laughs>